You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to yet another Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast here. Uh, as you mentioned in the intro there, brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. That is our website. That's where you'll find lots of articles going up each and every week. And that's where you can find the podcast, among other places, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to it. Of course, uh, do give us a rating and uh, thanks as always for coming along to listen to the show. Hopefully you enjoyed week 14. A lot of action going on. Very, very, uh, some stuff getting clear in the playoff picture, some things getting a little bit more cloudy, so it was a lot of fun. DJ is a little bit under the weather, so he's going to be just joining us when we're coming in to the recap portion of the show, and uh, looking forward to talking through all the games with him. As always, starting the show, Last Word in Sport, our partners were up on their Last Word in Sport radio network. Their Twitter handle is at Last Word in Sport, and their website is lastwordinsports.com. They've got you covered for everything sports-wise, whether it's NBA, Major League Baseball, soccer, whatever it is, go over there, check out their site, lastwordinsport.com. Our website, as I mentioned, coming in is overtimeireland.com. Do check that out. Do give us a follow if you're not already doing so, please, on Twitter. It is at overtimeireland. Simple enough one to go and find. We, we're moving up through the followers each and every week, over, over 3,000 followers now. So thank you for uh, your continued support. Thanks for listening to the show. If it is your first time, do hit the subscribe button and uh, welcome along and hopefully you'll enjoy the show. We're obviously getting straight into the action here to talk through some of the games, so looking forward now to uh, getting DJ on the show. So let's get into that recap now, straight away for week 14. Let's recap this weekend's NFL action. It's the OTI Weekend Roundup. So DJ mentioned before, uh, struggling a bit with the uh, the the flu a little bit, and uh, I know the cold conditions here aren't too nice in Ireland, I'm sure. People listening all over the, over the world, whether it be in the United States or in the UK, know exactly... How you feel, probably, I'm sure a lot of them are uh, a bit under the weather, but you had something to pick you up a little bit uh, on Sunday Night Football, and I'm sure uh, that's the game you're going to kick off the, this week's recap with. Yeah, Colin, I've been placed on the OTI pop list for <laughs> the next week. Yeah, going to start off with what was meant to be a road game for the Patriots, but as Bill Belichick was saying, it felt more like a game played at a neutral venue. Quite a lot of Patriots fans packing out the stadium in San Diego for a 23-14 victory over the San Diego Chargers. There was times, Colin, where I was quite concerned about how the Patriots were playing, but they managed to pull it out of the bag, getting a nine-point win against Philip Rivers and the Chargers. Yeah, DJ, I was impressed. I watched this game. I was impressed by the, the performance of the New England Patriots. You mentioned the atmosphere, too. It was a bit in their favourite one stage in the third quarter. I heard a, a Brady chant breaking out, which is unusual for a, a road game, but Patriots obviously are very popular uh, no matter where they travel. I thought, DJ, uh, the key point in this was, um, although you mentioned that the the to me after the game that you thought that the Chargers' defense was good, I thought that you know it was just a, a tough night maybe on offense for the Patriots. But both defenses I thought were very good, in particular New England, and they really, really limited and and definitely in the second half limited the uh, the Chargers to any kind of potential. Uh, chances they got the Chargers got into the red zone one time but uh, then a penalty negated it took them back out to just outside it so you know I, I thought it was a very very positive performance by the Patriots and you know I, I told you on the preview show DJ the Packers last week you know you were saying about you were disappointed with the Patriots D but look at uh, Darrell Revis again Revis Islands in full swing I thought he gave up one big play last week to, to the Packers and that was a Jordy Nelson touchdown but you know outside of that in the last say four to six weeks he hasn't really uh, made any mistakes at all so very very high 
you know, high level of performance out of him each and every week. Branton Browner, DJ, I give you a bit of a hard time about him from time to time. A lot of flags coming his way this season, and I thought Belichick was going to start to get fed up of it. But in this, he was quite unlucky in that there, the, the, the one that uh, ended up being a pick six, but it, it was uh, turned over on head-to-head contact for that penalty. So I thought they were a bit hard done by there, but it, it was very, very physical hit. But when you see the replay in slow motion, you can see that he was trying to get you know, a, a good clean hit uh, and get his head out of the way and no helmet to helmet. But when you see it in, you know, normal time, it, it is quite a hard one to, to say. And you obviously you can see why the, the officials give it. I thought DJ hugely impressive performance by the Patriots on the road. Very professional job and, uh, you know, got it done and, you know, back into back into exactly the position they want to be in for the coming weeks. The Indianapolis Colts, Colin and Andrew Luck, kept up the pressure on the Patriots and the Denver Broncos for the number one spot in the AFC they had a 25-24 comeback against the Cleveland Browns. I think there's a game we both predicted that the Colts would win, but I don't think either of us thought they would have to really come back at the Browns. Yeah, I didn't think these would be as close as this, and I had quite a sizable bet that would have come up if uh, the, the, the Indianapolis Colts had won this by the spread, which was three points. And even if, that, if they'd have tied that two-point conversion at the end, I would have got a push on the bet, which would have still been quite nice. But as it was, they won by a point. I thought overall it was one Andrew Luck's poor games definitely this season, possibly in his career. But he, you know, he steps up in the big moment. He needed a ninety-yard drive to seal the game. Him and Ty Hilton went to work, and you know, you know, big, big uh, performance, and they stepped up big in, in the in the big moment. I have to say, Ty Hilton again, absolutely fantastic. He's uh, he's really developing into a very, very fine wide receiver, and some very nice moves, particularly the long touchdown which he kind of burned Joe Hayden on. And Hayden, I thought had a brilliant game in this, but unfortunately for him, he was beaten for two touchdowns. So you know, you can look at that one of both ways. Biggest takeaway easy for me in this was the Browns. Hoyer isn't the man going forward, and I, I talked about they possibly should have played Manziel. I think obviously Manziel could have moved the the offense to this stage that. All they could have done worse was lose the game, and they lost the game, so it doesn't really matter. But you know, the, the Colts de- or the Browns' defense already came up big in this game. They had two touchdowns on defense, and you know they had another one where they had a takeaway, which they got a field goal from after the offense done nothing. So they basically put up all the Browns' points in this game. So you have to say it's uh, disappointing for the Cleveland Browns from that end. And you know they had a really big opportunity here and just couldn't stop the Colts towards the end. But Andrew Luck kind of continues to continues to. It was come from behind wins and a big one for them as you mentioned DJ they're definitely one of the contenders in that AFC hunt and you know I think this all but rules the Browns out of playoff contention with the way the, the other games went this week Big win column for the Pittsburgh Steelers 42-21 against the Cincinnati Bengals AJ Green got a career high 224 yards with 11 catches but he was outdone by Le'Veon Bell with 235 yards and three touchdowns on 32 touches so it's not, not hard to know who Big Ben has been targeting recently yeah did you mention AJ Green phenomenal game from him but you know he, he if you're going on the best player on the pitch he's arguably uh, only only in the top three maybe we'll call it he's, he's definitely not the top one and my player of the week I put it out on Twitter on Monday morning my player of the week this week has to be Le'Veon Bell and over the last few weeks he's been absolutely sensational you know he's putting up back to back 200 yard games from scrimmage and you know that hasn't been done all too often the last player to do it was Walter Payton and you know there's a potential to even go further and you know at the moment you're getting into the playoffs you want some team or you want somebody who can run the ball and he can catch it out of the backfield better than any running back in the league I think and you know he's got all the moves so second year in the league absolutely phenomenal uh, level of play at the moment from him and I've been really impressed and Big Ben you know loves to have him there's a few plays that you know just he just needed to get the ball out of his hands as he was about to get sacked to that throws it short past Le'Veon Bell and Bell does the rest so it was a big uh, 
it was a very close game throughout up until the, the fourth quarter and you know Big Ben and the Steelers really really put the, the Bengals to task after that and I was talking about the Browns being out of it Deeds. this was one of the games that I was kind of talking about the Steelers and the, the Bengals it's all tightened up we'll be talking about the Ravens in a little bit so it's really really tightening up here for this division and it's one that I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes down to the wire but Dalton was having a, a decent enough game he got a big hit to the ribs uh, in the fourth quarter he did come back in but he only came in for one play and then had to step back out he did say after the game that he's fine but you know it was quite a quite a sore looking hit so we'll see we'll see if the Bengals can respond obviously they play the Steelers uh, one more time before the end of the season so it's still all up in the air they do lead that division but now they've lost this tiebreaker uh, we'll see going forward how it goes but you know I thought it was a, a very very good game here for the Steelers and uh, it was one that I thought the Bengals would win so big one for the Steelers. Detroit Lions Colin kept the pressure up on the Packers and the NFC with a 34-17 win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can't boo the Buccaneers. It's not their fault that they can't get a win. <laughs> they came up against Calvin Johnson yet again. He only got a 158 yards column receiving and a touchdown in this game. Very poor by him, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, Megatron, uh, two, two big games for him back-to-back now and Stafford's favourite weapon, obviously, and uh, no surprises why. In the last uh, few games, they've started to pick it up a little bit, um, starting to score a few more points. But overall, still not convinced by them at the start of the season. I thought they were going to be a real threat to the Packers. I still think the Packers take the division. I think the Lions probably make the playoffs. And I suppose once you're in, anything can happen. But you know, you have Calvin Johnson. If anyone can, you know, you play, you know, when you played against the Patriots, Darrell Reeves, shut him down. If somebody can shut him down, keep him to a low, low-scoring game. Only give him short gains and no big gains. I think uh, most teams will have a chance to stop stop the Lions. Their running game hasn't been good. You know, all the running backs at the moment seem to be struggling. No real big gains. A couple of big games gains in this game here, but outside of that, they're all very you know one two yard runs and nothing really to stand out at you. I think the defense obviously is a key talking point again for the for the Detroit Lions and and Dominic and Sue's having a having a nice season and another big game for him with six tackles in this one. So DJ, uh, the key talking points I suppose I know well not much to talk about the Buccaneers. I suppose they had another chance to get into the division chase uh, last night but it, it didn't work out for them and uh, overall they haven't been impressive over the last few weeks the the, the Lions defense just harassed Josh McCown in this one so that was my biggest takeaway was how much pressure they were able to get on the quarterback and uh, no no team's going to want to face them with the pressure they can they can generate off the quarterback Mike Evans not one of his better games either but it in yards terms rather sorry four catches he only had 44 yards but two of them were for a touchdown so you know uh, he's having a great season the rookie and he's still up there I would say leading uh, that there the rookie class of wide receivers but I suppose Odell Beckham and we'll talk about him in a moment is uh, is really catching up on him but uh, a win at home here and um, have to say the, the Detroit Lions they actually broke a, I think it was a six game ho- or a six game December losing streak so one one win for them in December um, hopefully their last one in December go pack go game column with very few talking points because the result was as expected the play, teams played as expected so no surprises here Houston getting the win over the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah, DJ, as you mentioned, as we expected, uh, was a bit closer up on the halftime and then towards the end, the, the Texans got a few turnovers and helped ice the game. JJ Watt again, what he expects, packing the stat sheet, getting pressures on the quarterback, sacking the quarterback, so on and so forth, etc., etc. We should uh, just record a clip played each and every week because same things we say every week about JJ Watt, but good one here for the Texans. And, they're, you know, they're not all, they're not completely out of the, the, the AFC wildcard place, we'll say. I don't think they're going to catch the Colts, but it'd been interesting to see if the Colts hadn't won that game because playing, they're playing each other now coming up very shortly. So I think uh, a good one for the Texans. I don't think they're a great team this year, but they're doing just enough. We didn't see six touchdowns this week from Fitzpatrick. <laughs> 
Baltimore Ravens, Carl, 28-13 victory over the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins travel to play the Patriots next week, so nice win for the Patriots. Hopefully wrap up the AFC East. It's fairly wrapped up at this stage, but nice to put the icing on the cake and put the present onto the tree early. Yeah, I think, DJ, with uh, this game being early in the day, the Patriots playing later in the day, I think uh, you know the Patriots had all the motivation they needed just basically win that game and seal the deal. And Obviously, they had more important things in their mind with the, the buy, looking for the buy in the playoffs and so on, but I thought here, I thought the Dolphins would win this game, DJ. They were at home and you know everything going on during the week with the, the Baltimore Ravens. And I thought in the majority of things that the, the Ravens done enough, they, you know... The, the real thing here, DJ, was that Tannehill doesn't really like to target the ball deep downfield. He, he doesn't like to go for the deep ball. And the biggest problem that the Baltimore Ravens have is their cornerback position. And, the, you know, they were getting absolutely tortured last week against the New Orleans Saints, letting up big, huge plays here, there and everywhere. And this week we didn't see that because unlike Drew Brees, he likes to throw the ball downfield. And <laughs> maybe not this week, but last week he did like throwing the ball downfield and he had some success with it against the Ravens. Tannehill isn't a man for, you know, going for the deep ball all too often. And that there was a problem. They just... We're trying to take away the the short routes, and you know Tanhill didn't go deep, and it was a, it was a big issue for the Dolphins throughout the game. They, you know, really in the second half, and particularly the third and fourth quarter, the, the Ravens just shut down the run to State and got their run game going. And I think the the offensive line of the Baltimore Ravens was very good in this as well. Flacco was getting kept clean a lot, and there was one key point DJ, in this game. Just um, the game was getting very close, and. The Ravens had got the ball down into the red zone. I think it was down around the five-yard line. Flacco dropped back, took a sack, dropped the ball, and was it was ruled a fumble on the field, recovered by the Dolphins. But after further review, his hand was coming forward. It was ruled as an incomplete pass. So a big break there for the for the Baltimore Ravens. The game could have been a lot different if that had been a, a turnover. But you know that there is not going to worry the Baltimore Ravens now. They got the win on the road, and they're really in you know the destiny in their own hands. If you look at the Steelers and the uh, Bengals, it's going to be it's going to be a great race to the the finish over the next couple of weeks to see who goes to the playoff out of those teams. Minnesota Vikings, Colin got a thirty to twenty four victory over the New York Jets. The Jets ran the ball repeatedly against the Dolphins last week and came close to winning. And then for some bizarre reason, decided to get Geno Smith throwing the ball yet again. Colin, what happened with Geno Smith at the very beginning? Pick six time. Yeah, pick six from Geno. Smith. Well, really surprised there. He is the Jets' starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, DJ. I guess like it, it really surprised me that they came out after not letting him throw the ball last week. He threw it eight times last week in the first fifty-eight minutes of the game, and you know I, I was very surprised with the decision to come out throw straight away. But in credit to Gino, he did respond well. They threw the pick six, went behind, and you know he led the team into the red zone a number of times. But unfortunately for them, they were over five. I believe it was in the red zone. A lot of field goals from Nick Folk, but. You know, they were getting the ball down there, but just couldn't punch it in. I thought overall, uh, one of the nicest throws that I've ever seen Geno Smith throw, for certain that is, it was a, a touchdown throw to Percy Harvin, going back to play his former team in Minnesota. thought it was a, a really, really nice throw by him, a good touchdown in, in general by the Jets. But, you know, the, just they got it to overtime. He led the drive as well also to get them to the, get the field goal to take it to overtime. So I thought that was positive for Smith, but the pick six at the start put them in a real hole, and then they were always trying to get back into it, got it to overtime, and they had them in a third down in the Vikings own kind of 20 yard back line I'm not sure the exact spot of the ball but when it was a short screen pass Teddy Bridgewater audible out off the off whatever the first play was went for a short screen to the wide receiver and he broke a huge run all the way for a long touchdown so that was a bit of a, a bad bad move by the Jets there but you know their season's petering out but I, I actually thought they could have won this game on the road so just guess it's the Jets DJ 
And also oh. need to just a quick note on that that is now Teddy Bridgewater with more wins in this season than all the other rookie quarterbacks combined. So it's been good for good for Bridgewater in the the last few weeks. Yet another abysmal performance by the New Orleans Saints. Con more people joining the get rid of Sean Payton bandwagon. I'm still annoyed with him over his decision to not give the ball to Jimmy Graham more. But yeah, DJ sticking that uh, loss that uh, put him out of the, the chances of the playoffs in the money league quite bad. But when you're looking around here, DJ, uh, has anyone seen Jimmy Graham in recent weeks? If, if they have returned him to the New Orleans Saints because he's just not getting any of the ball and this offense looked absolutely abysmal. But like Geno Smith and the Jets, this game got out of hand at the start with touchdown from the Panthers and then there was a few turnovers that cost the Saints more touchdowns so the game got out of hand rather than when Geno Smith responded the New Orleans didn't respond quite as well and you know really snowball got out of control was out of control at half time and then Jonathan Stewart takes the ball in the handoff to start the second half and off he goes for the longest run of his career and a touchdown so you know <laughs> 69 yards for a touchdown one minute into the third quarter what more uh, do you want to do with the New Orleans Saints here DJ I did say I didn't think they would lose one at home. They lost one. I didn't think they would lose two at home in a row. They lost two. Didn't think they would lose three in a row. They lost three. And I did say this on the podcast on Thursday. Didn't think they would lose four at home in a row. Well, they've lost four at home in a row. So I don't think I'll be picking the Saints in too many more games this season when we're doing our predictions before the games. Just a very, very strange season from them. And Drew Brees seems to, you know, he had a big game last week on the road, but I haven't been impressed with them at all this season. So we'll see We'll see what happens. You mentioned Sean Payton. I, I don't think they... I don't think he's in any danger, but you know, if they don't turn around next season, I think the door could be wide open for him to leave. Yeah, Colin, we're going to fly through the rest of the games in Week 14. New York Giants getting a big one over the Tennessee Titans, 36-27. Colin, I can't remember which team you actually went with in the end of in this game. I think you might have went to the Giants eventually. Yep. Went with the Giants, DJ, and uh, I think that's the main reason they won this game was down to the fact that I had an ornament on my Christmas tree for the New York Giants, I think that was the key, the key turning point in this. And obviously, uh, Odell Beckham had that in his mind when he decided to, you know, perform more amazing feats while he, while he played the game. There was one time he got a flea flicker pass back from Eli Manning and out through the wide receiver, going into the end zone. Never mind that the throw was from the halfway line. So around a, around a fifty to sixty yard throw there from your wide receiver, standard as you would expect from Odell Beckham as he continues to. Uh, amazes every week but a big win here for the Giants and uh, Eli Manning throwing one of the worst pick sixes I think I've ever seen we thought talked with Geno Smith well uh, Eli Manning outdone him with the, the seven points that the, the Titans got but that was all they got in this game and an easy win for the for the, ti- or for the Giants who end that losing streak DJ St. Louis Rams column shut out the Washington Redskins and <laughs> the only talking point about this game was Jeff Fisher's subtle dig at the Redskins for Supposed or supposedly for their sacking of Mike Shanahan and also a pop at RG3 by using the players that he gained from the RG3 trade as captains for the coin toss in that game. Yeah, DJ, I thought, you know, interesting move by him, but, you know, they're not having the best. They're like, you know, they're picking up in the last few weeks. Their defense is an unbelievable form. Another shutout here, back to back shutouts for them, which is absolutely incredible. But, DJ, uh, you know, it's not like they're going around and it's not like they're, uh, you know, 12-1 and one at the moment. It's not like they're romping through the league and going for the playoffs, going into trying to win a Vince Lombardi trophy. They're going to be staying in the same place as we have the Washington Redskins staying in the postseason, and that is at home. So I thought it was a bit of a silly move in that point, but a big, big win on the, on the field for them with a, a 24-0 win 
another uh, shutout as I mentioned and you know this defence has really stepped up in the last six weeks or maybe eight weeks and I've been very impressed with them all around the Redskins no I have not been impressed Cardinals keep doing it week after week column 17-14 victory against the Chiefs this time bouncing back from previous losses yeah there's a two second half turnovers here for the for the Kansas City Chiefs one of them which was you know very very questionable uh, Travis Kelsey was given as a as a fumble I was uh, very surprised at the time it was overturned it was challenged by Bruce Arians when it was given as a completed pass was overturned it would have put the the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs down into the red zone so it was a big big turning point they turned it around and they, they put more points on the board so a big win here for the, the Cardinals who are unbeaten at home have won every game at home this season of course the Super Bowl is in their home stadium I still think uh, the Seahawks we're going to talk about in a minute will win this division but we're going to be uh, talking on the preview show next week with uh, Cardinals player Lorenzo Alexander so we'll be getting some of his thoughts on you know how they've been doing at home and their thoughts for their, the rest of the season they're of course playing Thursday night football and he'll be on to, to help us preview that game but a lot of stuff DJ going on in this game but overall you know Jamal Charge started off this on fire touchdown long touchdown run then he got a bit of an injury came back in later got another touchdown but the Cardinals defense and over the whole game basically staying strong and it came down to the fact that Alex Smith like I talked about Ryan Tannehill wasn't pushing the ball downfield and then obviously when they got into the situation where they had to score at the end of the game they had to go long downfield with a you know a long drive and you know, that just wasn't happening and the, the Cardinals seen it out No surprise in this result column in the AFC the Broncos getting the win over the Bills another good result for the Patriots in that the Bills lost but as I said on the preview show I would like to tie in this game but Obviously, I didn't get that. Broncos, yet another win. No yeah, touchdown passes for Peyton Manning. That's the only surprise in this game, Colin. Yeah, obviously, DJ had a run going there. Off, uh, he had 52, or 51 sorry, games with a, with a touchdown. He was going for that record. He was only three away from Drew Brees' record. And now, obviously, hasn't uh, he hasn't a chance of getting that. I thought overall, you know, he's had a poor few weeks. He hasn't been at that top level that we expect from him, but, you know, he was at a sensational level last year, started off the season in a great speed as well, and, you know, it's just cooled off from him a bit. So it'll be interesting to see them going forward. I don't think people are as afraid of them as they were, say, six or eight weeks ago, and I think uh, the Bills here, obviously the Bills are one of the better defences in the league, did get pressure on them. So it was a big game. They're running the ball extremely well at the moment, and CJ Anderson has been absolutely fantastic. He had three touchdowns here, so I think that there is one of the one of the key things to take away is how their running game's going, but it was uh, he threw two interceptions in this one, and it's 11 on the season, so not not going to also swell for Peyton Manning in recent weeks. Oakland Raiders call him getting a win over the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, the Raiders, no. DJ, are going to be delighted with this one. Uh, you know, I was tweeted out after the Raiders fans, you know, they deserve it, the fan base. If you see the crowd there, they're so into it, really supporting their team behind their team. I don't know if it's all the alcohol they might be drinking down there in the Bay Area, but they're definitely into it, and... Uh, Overall, a very, very big one from them. Derek Carr with a nice game here. Colin Kaepernick looking very, very poor through an interception early in the game with a, an absolutely brutal decision. But uh, overall, DJ Carr thoroughly outplayed Kaepernick. And, you know, it's it's an interesting dilemma there at the moment with what's going on with uh, the head coach, Jim Harbaugh, and what's going to happen. Maybe we could see him ending up with the Raiders next year and he could be coaching Derek Carr. So we'll see what happens going forward there. But, you know, a few weeks ago, the Raiders had no wins. And I think that's... Uh, two out of three wins for them so they're, they're turning it around a bit even though they did get bet 52-0 last week last game of the week come Seahawks getting the victory over the Eagles Eagles D pouring off in this game but Russell Wilson the Seahawks 24 Philadelphia Eagles and Mark Sanchez yes Mark Sanchez 14 points on the board for them yeah, DJ, well, I don't really... I thought the Eagles' defence were better than you're giving them credit for. I thought they'd done 
quite well, but you know, it was just the the way Russell Wilson likes to escape the pressure, get out of the pocket, you know, extending plays and then throwing the ball downfield. There was a lot of broken plays that allowed him to, you know, kind of improvise and he he picked up some first downs. Obviously, some holding penalties and that they were very big against the Eagles as well. I thought uh, the Seahawks defense looks back to where it was. They have a few key players back from injury, Bobby Wagner and Cam Chancellor and all. They come in and they're really back with a bang and the Legion of Boom seems to be ready ready to go for a playoff run. So I was very, very impressed with their defense uh, in this game. And obviously, Sanchez threw a late interception to, to clinch the game, but I thought it was already out of hand at that stage. Uh, Russell Wilson, I mentioned, looking good. A rare fumble by Marshall Lynch in this one, but he was uh, quite good too. He scored one of the reception, receiving touchdown in this. And I, I just think uh, the better team on the night and the better team on paper in general is the Seahawks. And I think you know, I think the, the Eagles might be a bit of flat track bullies, beat the weaker teams and lose to the better teams. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe there's those wordless night that Nick Foles might be close to a comeback. So we'll see what they do with Sanchez. But that's all the games DJ run through for this week. Of course. The, the game coming up on Monday Night Football is the Packers and the Falcons. And uh, how do you think that's going to go, DJ? Do you think it's going to be a, a win for the pa- Packers? Yeah, I'm going to make it very short and sweet, Colin. Packers win here by at least touchdown. Yeah, DJ, I'd have to agree with you. I think it's going to be a good, good win for the Packers. And I would, I would even say by more than 10 points at least. And I think it could get out of hand very quickly. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the game staying up late. So getting this here recorded, getting it posted, throwing it up online. And of course... Uh, Hopefully by the time some of you are listening to this, the Packers have won a thoroughly dominating game. So, DJ, as always, uh, I'll let you go now. I know you're under under the weather, as I mentioned earlier, and you, you battled hard there through. You, you were a game-time decision, but got all, got all this stuff covered, and uh, I'll, I'll finish the show off by myself. So thank you for coming on to join us, and uh, we'll chat to you for the preview show. Hopefully you're in a bit better form. I'll be back on Thursday, providing the doctors don't make me enact for the game, but hopefully I'll be <laughs> available. Hi, this is former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and you are listening to the Overtime Island Podcast. So that was DJ. Thanks for him to take the, the time out to talk to us. You can hear there by his uh, voice that he's a bit under the weather. But good talking with him, good talking through the games. Hopefully he'll be in better form when we come back for our preview podcast out this Thursday. As I mentioned there, when we were talking about the Arizona Cardinals game, we'll be talking to Lorenzo Alexander, who is current Cardinals player, and uh, looking forward to getting his thoughts on how their season's going, as well as how he thinks the season could finish up with them. They're playing on Thursday night football, so we'll be talking through some of the stuff about the team last week's win this week's upcoming game against the Rams and much much more so looking forward to getting him on he's also a part of the Players Association Committee so might throw in some questions about that if you have any questions you're listening to this before Tuesday I'll be talking to him on Tuesday that is the day off for the Cardinals players this week uh, send them our way straight away on Twitter or do email them to us at overtimeireland at gmail.com as I mentioned earlier in the show don't be afraid to give us a comment a written or a subscription hopefully you've already subscribed but comment and written on iTunes, Stitcher whatever you're listening to us on Player FM whatever it should be TuneIn Radio we are available on all of them and if you want to find out all the ways to find out all the different ways to hear us go to the OvertimeIreland.com site there is a podcast page there tells you all the ways that you can listen to the show all the different formats and so on and so forth so thanks again as always for listening to the show we did our t-shirt competition again as I mentioned <clears throat> we did our t-shirt competition this weekend once more for the correct score it was in the Seattle Seahawks game against the Philadelphia Eagles the score in that game of course was 24-14 to the Seattle Seahawks closest to correct score in this one and uh, DJ's just not here to do the drum roll, so we'll have to skip that. <laughs> uh, but our, the winner is Steve Tartan. I hope you're saying the name right there, Steve. It's at Mr. Steve T on Twitter. His score was 24-17 to the Seahawks, so very, very close there from him. And an OTI t-shirt will be on his way 
to Steve ASAP, so do get in touch and uh, we'll get that sent out to you straight away. So uh, that really wraps up everything for the show. I'm looking forward to the Packers game tonight. Going to get myself a bite to eat, might take an hour or two sleep, and then I'll get to watch the game. So looking forward to seeing the Packers play. Hopefully they win tonight. And, uh, you know, it's a situation where they're expected to win quite easily. So always potential to slip up. So hopefully get another home win and uh, we'll uh, advance forward. But until we're back on Thursday with another show, we'll be uh, re- or previewing sorry, all the games in this upcoming week as long as we've been joined by Cardinals player Lorenzo Alexander. Uh, until then, all that I've got to say is I'm Colm. Usually DJ says, and I'm DJ, but he's not here. So I'm Colm. And until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.